Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for further information. It's time to talk rugby. It's time to talk Six Nations, Stevie. But there's no Ireland match. It's just an unusual, unusual situation, isn't it? That like again, Italy is probably in a weird way. It's the one that we probably look forward to least as, as uh, you know in, in the tournament any year. But for it just not to be happening alone, and we're suddenly kind of looking and going, God, I'm really up for England and Wales this week. But it, it does feel a little bit hollow, doesn't it? It does definitely. I, I think um, you know some of the players would want to bounce back very quickly, especially after uh, that defeat to England. You know, you probably would have seen the likes of Johnny Sexton run out again to try and make up for you know that error that you know led to a try Jacob Stockdale would probably want to get straight back on the wagon and get out and play and try and right a few wrongs and unfortunately that hasn't happened unfortunately the game isn't going ahead and we all know the coronavirus is slowly taking over uh, but yeah two exciting games to look forward to I suppose for me you know the the, the France uh, Scotland versus France game is, is something I'm really excited about especially as France are you know going for a grand slam so yes Unfortunately that Ireland aren't playing, but still plenty of rugby to be watched over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about both of those games in detail in a second. But just one more thing on Ireland. You know, you're talking about bouncing back. You're talking about going in now, presuming everything goes ahead to um, Paris next weekend. It's kind of like France will be going for the Grand Slam. That brings the story on itself. As a player, though, you've kind of had the loss to England. There's a game being called off. There's the week off anyway in between, so it's three weeks until the game. But also, there's a kind of a sense of the tournament sort of petering out with it. With it you know, when a game's cancelled, yeah. it's sort of like this is a this is a loss, Six Nations almost. How difficult will it be? And we'll talk more about this next week. But how difficult is it going to be to get up to go to Paris and play in that last game when there's in a weird way nothing to play for because it's going to be an incomplete Six Nations for Ireland. Yeah, well, you, you say that there, but if Scotland can do Ireland a favour and actually you know pull. Um, pull something out of the bag against yeah. France, then, you know, even if France get absolutely nothing out of the game, then Ireland can go to uh, go to Paris. And if they get a result, then, you know, you never know against Italy when that match is rescheduled that something could happen. But I think it's a bit of an anti-climax the way the whole thing has worked out. I would love France to uh, actually beat Scotland this weekend, Ireland to beat Italy and get five points this weekend. And then there's a big showdown, of course, in Paris next weekend. Mm. But that's not going to happen. And as you say, it sort of feels like the tournament is petering out slightly. And um, I, I suppose for the fans and for the viewers and, and a lot of the neutrals out there, um, it's a little bit disappointing. But what can you do? I suppose from an Irish perspective, they're just keeping the heads down, training away um, and, and, and waiting you know, for the France game to come around. Just, just touching on games being cancelled and being rescheduled. It was actually... I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was maybe 2010 when we travelled over to Paris and the game mm. the game was cancelled because of the frozen pitch um, and we had to play the following week. And, you know, all that preparation, all that hype, and I suppose it's a different set of circumstances. We were ready to walk out of the change rooms onto the field um, and the game was called off. So, uh, again, mentally, it's, it's hard to get your head around as a player, especially when, you know, you play the last game of the Six Nations, you think you're going to go back to your club um, and get stuck into European quarterfinals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we're just not really sure where Ireland are at the minute in, in terms of you know this game be re- being rescheduled. Um, and hopefully, you know, well, 
if I, if France win this weekend and, and you know slaughter Scotland, then the tournament effectively is over. But we'll wait and see. You think that was hard for you in Paris that night? I was in a pub not too far away from here, and I was already three points in when that match was cancelled. So <laughs> you know, we all have tough times, Stevie. But, um, uh, you know, it's funny. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about this Scotland and France game because I did completely underestimate Scotland's chances there by just dismissing, you know, saying that France will be going for a Grand Slam if they play Ireland in Paris. But, you know, for me, from my point of view, I'm just looking at Scotland and it's a completely world turned upside down thing where France are the team who are not in disarray and they seem to have everything together under Galtier and they have a kind of a set team. Everything looks good in the camp. Scotland are the team that, you know, at least in the press, everything is about Finn Russell versus Townsend. And yeah. Even though Russell's out the door, it's hanging over them a little bit. Yeah. And it is hard to see how they can kind of get themselves up to beat what is really a good French team again. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think, you know, this is a French team that looked pretty resilient. Um, the pattern that they took just before halftime against Wales, you know, defensively, Sean Edwards has done an amazing job. Yes, they've got a few uh, a few more things lined up in their defence, but I think it's their attitude. I think, uh, you yeah. know, they work great for each other. Um, they seem to be enjoying it, you know, working hard and having to get pick themselves back up off the ground. And in friends teams over the last five or six years, we haven't seen that. You know, the, the work rate hasn't been there. You know, it's it felt like it doesn't mean anything to represent your country. Uh, that's the yeah. kind of friends team that we've watched in, in recent years. Where now it just looks like a completely different set of lads. Well, obviously it is. Um, and maybe that's a good thing breeding a lot of these young fellas coming through and you know I, I suppose they've got their eyes on a on a world cup uh, just around the corner and home soil but uh, you got to take your hats off to them they've been a joy to watch at times throughout this tournament and their endeavor and hunger and, and energy uh, in defense has, has been brilliant so yeah uh the, the french are, are a breath of fresh air this season for sure yeah and they're six and a half points uh favorites going to murrayfield um on ladbrook's and you have, like, I think as well, you know, I'll get your prediction here, but, you know, I think there is something to be said as well for having somebody like Entomac chip off the old block, kind of looking like, you know, the player that we kind of hoped he would be even for the last two years or so, but kind of taking over that. And France kind of need a superstar, don't they? Especially a playmaker superstar. They probably haven't had one in quite a while. Yeah, no, um, and we all know that France and uh, years gone by have had lots of stardust sprinkled uh, throughout their team, but it seems to be that you know these stars and their team are the are the main players, or you know like Ireland's Johnny Sexton and um, you know Ireland's James Ryan. You've got Antimac uh, in there. The number eight is is playing. I never know how to pronounce his name. Is playing unbelievably well. Uh, a couple of man of match performances, and you know you've Teddy Toma on one wing, Dupont at nine, who's causing havoc. And they're a team that's playing with lots of confidence. And any team that is confident is usually very, very dangerous. But, um, yeah, like watching them, you can you can actually tell just by watching them that they're better coached. You know, they are. Yeah. They're, they're much better coached in attack and defense. They know what they're doing. Where, um, as, as we all know, guys, we've watched France too many times. Um, they seem like a lost cause for such a long period of time. So uh, it's brilliant to see. Um, and... You know, the likes of Entomac, Terry Toma, Dupont, um, you know, they're just a, a joy to watch at the, min- at the minute. So, yeah, um, hopefully they can continue on. Yeah, you'd pick them to, to beat the spread? Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I do get 
fancy him to win. Um, I'm not sure, like six points. Again, what's the weather going to be like at Murrayfield? It was absolutely brutal up there um, when, when Scotland played England. So um, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a victory for France. And do you know what? It's going to be tighter than what people think, um, and it's going to be inside that handicap. So I would go France plus France minus six and a half. Yeah, or Scotland plus Sorry, six and a half. Scotland plus six and a half. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's it's interesting. And look, I think uh, viewers should be aware uh, Stephen's record over the course of the Six Nations so far has been pretty good. Um, seven, seven, out seven out of nine. Seven out of nine. Seven out of nine. It's not bad. I, it's not bad at all. Should have been eight. But it eight was. Out of nine. It was France that screwed you last yeah, time, and yeah. it was Wales, yeah. I suppose, that screwed you last time. And it brings us on Twickenham because England, you know came back to life against Ireland the way you suggested they would. It should have been a lot more than a 12-point win. And Wales have been hobbling away through the championship. Yeah. But you look at the game against France, you know, they very easily could have won it. It was a, it was a, it was a very, very entertaining game of rugby, as we predicted. Yeah. But, you know, they're not at their best, but they still were there or thereabouts. Ladbrokes has this game as England 7-1 on. I think it was a 12-point handicap we're looking at. Um, it seems big to me. Um, Wales are being written off, I think, by the punters so far anyway this year. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. And I suppose a question that I would ask you, Mick, is like, um, who do you think is better at the minute? Do you think it's Ireland or do you think it's Wales? And I think 90% of the punters out there would probably say Ireland. Uh, but yet Ireland went down by 12 points and probably, as you said, should have been a lot more. So, you know, what's changed um, with Wales travelling to Twickenham? Why... Does everybody think that Wales and England are going to be a lot tighter than Ireland versus England was? Um, I think yeah. Wales have got to match uh, Eng- England's physicality, uh, of course, but that's easier said than done when you, you look at the, the, the team sheet that they usually have out. Um, and I think personally that, that England are going to beat that handicap. I know there's a lot of um, question marks over Dan Bigger, whether he's going to be fit or not. Um, I think Wales have been taped together for for large parts of this tournament, especially after that uh, World Cup, where you know they just seem to be out on their feet come the end of it. So, yeah, I think England will will inevitably run out uh, victorious. Um, and yeah, f- for for me, I think they're going to beat that handicap of twelve to thirteen points. Okay, and that'll set up. England and France still with the possibility Ireland Ireland winning a Six Nations Championship for England on the last day which is I don't know if it's something we want to do or not um, very good um, look forward to the weekend and enjoy it for, for what it is there should be still two good games even if we don't have the third um, Ireland game but we will hopefully talk to you next week ahead of what we hope is an Irish trip to Paris thanks lads to subscribe to the full Build Up podcast search the Build Up on Balls on all good podcast apps